Hello. Are you the angel who does duck reproduction? I am, though it's not just bird reproduction. I, I got an award for my dinosaur cloaca. Right. Sign here. Okay. What are these? Oh, these are, uh, these are duck penis plans. Duck penis plans. And you see, birds don't really, they don't really have penises in the traditional sense. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Cloaca. Well, they do now. Check these out. Oh, 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 dear. Uh, why, why, why is it a corkscrew? It, why is it twice the length of its body? I'm sure God has a plan. Cheers. Well, cheers, Mr. Cheer. Mr. Duck. Oh. Welcome to creation. Oh. Cheers, God. Yeah, hey, very nice. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's not every day you get made. Oh, I just, I don't know if I need to have any more. It's, I mean, I don't normally have. Oh, bottoms up. Oh, well, yeah, hmm. a little bit more. Uh, uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, very uh, nice. Been, mm. You should be having some. Uh, I will too. Mmm, good stuff. Yes, yes. Good King stuff. of Angels. You know, it's so difficult. The giraffe. They made fun of the giraffe, but that neck. The stuff is gonna happen. They're gonna. Need I love the neck. The need neck the is neck. Great. It's a good Keep neck. the neck. Needing to talk to you about so. Oh, anything, anything. What do you? What? Do you, I'll do anything for you. What do you need? Well, it's kind of hard to, you know talk about but it's it's the whole duck sex thing oh yeah i, I, I need a little help in that oh, help. I, yes. I, well, I got yeah. my design pad right here look at this here yeah if you could make it a little longer a little longer and then do you uh, want a corkscrew perfect <laughs> yes yes you know cheers, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes we come up with stuff. Uh, Sneaky Duck says Kristen, and Mike says um, he loves me some blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> welcome. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I know you're really excited to be here. I know Davey's really excited to be here. I think we just got confirmation that God uses an Apple iPad. He's an Apple user. Right. An <laughs> Apple user. I mean, who? Get, I get him on iMessage. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so I see a lot of you here. I'm really excited. Um, I've been, you know, all the regulars are here. Leanne reminds us if you want to follow along live on the live chat, switch to live chat instead of top chat. Um, because who do we have tonight? We have <laughs> Davey. <laughs> oh, we're so excited that you're here. Rachel Feldman, who is the author of been there, done that. And by golly, you have been there and done that. I have. I <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, we're, we're thrilled. I've had a couple people throwing, um, oh, and several people saying, hey, the cocktail is amazing for this evening. And I know you've got, yes, and I've got a little, I even found some rose petals to stick on top there. Wow. So cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Not everybody had the rose water. It is true. Um, Leanne uh, says, and I think I have to agree, you look amazing. You're Thank looking great. You. With all Thank that so green. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, um, we had a lot of fun. We were coming. So so our, our maven, our cocktail maven, Kat, she, she comes up with the cocktails and she was like, I feel like we need something kind of sleek and kind of sexy and pink. 
<laughs> so <laughs> we have a, a whole contest online with the names. Um, Kat, I hope you're here tonight because I don't know who won that contest. But I haven't. I know which ones were at the top. So when we do the uh, the announcements. We'll we'll show you that. Rachel, one of the most amazing things that happens is um, I listen to books on tape, right? And I listen to them while I'm on my treadmill. <laughs> and so I judge a book by how many times I fall off the treadmill while I'm writing. And the moment when you said um, that people would complain saying, I like the history when men were men and women were miserable as God intended. <laughs> Right against the wall of my, it's a small space, but yeah, I kiss some concrete. I just want to say that's a, that to me, that's like, that's high praise. You know? I'm sorry. And you're welcome. You know, what <laughs> else can I say? <laughs> so very excited. Um, while one of the things that is true, all of the peculiars, I was actually going to try a debut. Maybe you can help me catch up here, but um, several people were just saying hi, saying where they're from. We've got people uh, from all over the country and in some other countries joining us tonight. Lots and everybody really i'm curious i'm waiting to see the uh, i'm waiting to see how steamy this episode gets yeah actually <laughs> one of our peculiar said that she's many different directions who was it was saying she's cold she's like i'm cold i hope that this gets steamy <laughs> who <laughs> who wrote that i can't find it now i think it might have been Kristen. was that you um, i do agree with anthro girl here that rich uh did a, rachel did an amazing job with the audio book <laughs> Yeah. Thank this you. helps with the whole falling off the treadmill thing is that your your comedic timing, Rachel, is and also you just have a wonderful way of saying the word dick. I don't know why. But it just, I, just that that one enough. I've never gotten before and I'm really flattered. So thank <laughs> you for noticing. You're welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, they like it's it's like a very um uncommon thing, especially for first time authors, to get mm -hmm. asked to read their their audiobooks um, generally have to be kind of like a celebrity author before they will uh, deign to let you do that. You're a but because, celebrity in our book. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the following I do have is through audio, because I host mm -hmm. a podcast called The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week. They were like, I don't know, maybe some of the people who listen to this podcast will buy the audiobook. Um, and I think everyone, uh, myself, my engineer, the actual head of audio was pleasantly surprised <laughs> that my skills actually transferred um there was one review of the audiobook recently that said that at times it felt like i was sharing a sexy secret and i was like that is all i want thank you so much um my goal in life right amanda yeah. says she's gonna check it out and recommend it to her audiobook group Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, we both know, um, me and Brandy both know behind the scenes how difficult that is. It's not just reading your book. It's, it's, no, it's a four hours in an uncomfortable yeah. chair because you can't be in a chair that might go squeak. So, yeah, no, you cannot. honestly, yeah. a physically grueling process. Uh, but my engineer, Michelle, was uh, amazing. And um, yeah, I, I felt so lucky to, to get the opportunity to read it myself mm -hmm. because. Uh, as my first book and one full of like stupid jokes that I wrote, it, it felt, it would have felt very weird to hear someone else reading it. Um, yeah, I can but see that. I, yeah, but I'm, I love that, that people, um, have loved the audiobook because I definitely walked out being, being like, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> well, your, your whole comment about like being a switch and not being able to make up your mind. And I was like, that just wouldn't come off right from someone else, you know, like it would just be kind of. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Absolutely. No, I, there were parts of that audiobook that it wasn't until I was sitting there saying it out loud that I was like, my mom's going to read this. 
<laughs> when it was in text, it didn't really. Um, right. Yeah, it doesn't resonate it, quite it the same, does it? It didn't hit me. But then I was like, ah. Yeah. yeah. Well, Anthro Girl says it. She's like, no one else would have done the jokes right. It was absolutely the right choice to let you read it. Um, we're starting to have questions queue up, including one from Kristen Meston. It does take a couple of minutes for these to um, to populate. And so what I'm going to ask is those of you who are out there in the chat world, go ahead and keep writing your questions so that I can get to them. And while we are doing that, we'll do a few peculiar announcements. So, Davey, take it away. Well, actually, I'll take it away. Just show me the screens. <laughs> The first thing I want to say is that we have a ton of ways to connect with Peculiar Book Club, and I'm always terrible about reminding everybody about them, but we have a Facebook page, and we also have a Facebook group. Um, both of them are lovely. The Facebook group, y'all get to be the sort of stars of that. I'm going to post, but I know, Davey, I'm making typey noises, but I'm trying to get it in the chat. Um, I've got it. So, uh, oh, you add them in? Okay, sorry. You do that. <laughs> The Facebook page and the Facebook group are great. Um, we are increasing our numbers. We have probably about getting close to 2,000 members on the page and about, I think, six or 700 members in the group. And we always talk about all of our weird hobbies, and it's great. Like We just get to go on there and be like, hey, I juggle spoons, you know. Um, nobody does that yet, but if that's you, like, we're probably... We're probably your group. Um, so that, that's the first thing. We also have, uh, if you go to my website, which is um, brandyscalache.com, but also if you do peculiarbookclub.com, it also goes there. Uh, you can sign up for the Peculiar Book Club newsletter. And we have a regular newsletter. I You won't miss anything. I send it out an alarming number of times, <laughs> at least once, sometimes twice a week. So please do, uh, do check that out. That's a good way to connect with us too. And we're also on Twitter and Instagram and all of the places on earth. So um, next up, we have our winners. So we try to pick a winner every time. Uh, and we have Stephen Reed was the winner of our t-shirt. And we're also giving away a mug to tonight. And um, we have Robert Vano. Robert, if you are out there tonight with us, please make sure that you contact me directly. Um, you can send to peculiar at bscalache.com, which is where you got your Eventbrite link. And I will be sending you a lovely mug, which has a squid on it and talks about being weird and awesome. Next up. Oh, yes, this is the cocktail. So last I checked, we were competing between Afternoon Delight and Rosie Conk. <laughs> and I think Rosie Conk was winning. But if I am wrong and you guys know, please make sure that you <laughs> let me know throughout the course of the um, the evening. But I think this is a Rosie Conk, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> so, yes, many cheers to all of you for that. And it's it's bubbly and rosy. Charming Disaster, um, their Kickstarter says coming soon. It's actually ongoing now. Um, it goes to the end of the month. If you haven't contributed and you want to, please do. Um, they are doing an album and also an Oracle deck, which is, if you've never seen a Charming Disaster full show, you're in for a treat because we're doing one for our winter concert. They read your tarot. They read the tarot of the audience during the show. It's amazing. And now they're going to have their own deck. So that's pretty fun. I believe they're they're up to a, uh, a goal, a... Uh a level where if they reach that level, he'll grow his handlebar mustache back. Yes. I did see I um, the beginning of the last from social media. From <laughs> yes. Um, and Lorelai Peterson did mention that, that uh, the drink did have a slightly penis quality to that photo. Now that, now that you mentioned <laughs> it, it kind of actually, I hadn't sort of picked up on that, but you're right. Um, and next is, Oh yes. Season four is coming up. So if you're a VIP, 
and that means you're already a subscriber with us, then you've actually gotten a chance to get in on early registration. But for those of you who are not already VIPs, don't worry, you can join us and you have the coolest swag in the world. And what it means is we have 10 free shows and we also have 10 shows, which are VIP shows. You get all of them if you join us as subscribers. And that opens uh, on the 27th during our, actually the day before, but uh, during our Halloween show. So please um, just, this is just a wee sneak peek at some of the things you might notice that like Ed Young is up there um, who will be joining us. And so is um uh we have mary roach back again of course and katie mack astro katie so it's going to be a fun year it uh, stephen gallagher we're going to do, do screenwriting and also talk about comics it's going to be a good year if you're interested stay tuned and if you are on our newsletter list you'll hear about it first but it'll also be up on facebook and all the other places in the world next <laughs> <laughs> oh yes discord party we have an after party after the show because we all have so many things to say and it's only going to get like I, I can tell already by the number of things that are populating in the comments that we're going to have more to say so after the show is over we have a discord after party where you can actually see each other and talk and it's great and the discord link is down there Davey I don't know if you can see it we can put that in the oh you did already well well done um and then you can join us and we can we can have that talk too is that all of them can I get them all you got them. You win. Do you win a prize them. for that? No. I yes. I get a I get a drink. This cocktail drink. that I made for myself. Penis shaped cock. Yes, cocktail. Well, there you go. It's a, a cocktail. cocktail. I think um, this whole book was a cocktail in a way. This whole book was no. a cocktail. Speaking of transitions. <laughs> ba -dum -bum. All right, now I have to go all the way back up and start at the top for these questions. Um, and I'm going to start with Kristen's, which is, if you had to take any one subject covered in the book and make it into its own book, what would it be? That's such a good question. Um, and there are so many topics in this book. I think I'm pretty, in a, in a self-deprecating but also very genuine way, I'm pretty clear throughout the book that, like, this is the... Um, the orders course of <laughs> the history of sex. So like quite literally anything I, I talk about could, could be its own whole book. Um, I think if I were going to expand on any one topic, it would probably be masturbation. The masturbation mm -hmm. chapter was the first one that I was able to like write in one shot. It felt great. It felt fun. <laughs> I just, it was you know, so nerving. I just you know, the whole shut myself up alone in the study, got cozy, and um, let the magic happen. <laughs> no, but it, um, that was like a point for me writing wise. But I think it's because it's um, it's a subject that I have always um thought had so many interesting historical anecdotes and is oh, yeah. so universal and so interesting to write about and something that is like so incredibly stigmatized given that like mm -hmm. almost literally everyone does it oh, um yeah. so yes if i was gonna pick one thing that was gonna be that's like, great you book all about that it would be <laughs> i have two funny masturbation stories which i feel i now must tell <laughs> only um, two <laughs> only two well two two that involve me embarrassing other people um so when i was a professor back before I absconded from academe, uh, I was teaching a class on Victorian sexuality and I said the word masturbation and I'm in a small town in the Midwest at a college that's also small. And uh, a young lady fell out of her death, like <laughs> onto the floor. And I was like, oh my God. Smell it, it right. I was like, is it because I said <laughs> masturbation? And the whole class was just like, ah, 
<laughs> so I was like, okay, we're going to practice this. We got to learn how to say this word. So I had us all stand up and sing the word masturbate. We we're like, masturbation. And at that moment, the chair of my department walked out of the classroom. I was like, it's fine. Everything's good in here. We're just starting our sexuality out. Um, so that was one good one. The other masturbation story I have is uh, I, I was at a medical museum. That's actually how I met Davey. And um, we had a selection, a section on talking about masturbation. And we had this hilarious French book that was like, if you masturbate, you'll die. Oh, and sorry. so yeah. I was right. So I was showing the students that it was a high school class. So lots mm -hmm. of boys and girls of about like 15. And I was like, yeah, so this book says that if you masturbate, you'll die, which we all know can't be true because you would all be dead. <laughs> 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 and I was told I wasn't allowed to say that to students anymore after that. <laughs> tough but fair. Tough but fair. It's true, it's though. It's true. <laughs> it's a great, it's a, it's, listen, more teenagers. I know. Teenagers should be aware that it's fine. It's Not totally fine. Um, our friend Medium Seven Up here says, "How do I get you to sign my audiobook?" Actually, you know, I will check. We we've been selling um, your signed book plates uh, and sign. Well, no, we've been selling the books, book plates in it. If there's any left over, um, maybe I can send you one to Boston. There, Miles, you could just let me know. Uh, also, have I have a good friend name Miles from Boston. Are you my good friend, Miles from Boston? I would Miles just like Boston to know friend? if you are. It's okay if you're just another Miles in Boston. <laughs> How many miles could there be Don't in Boston? Be if you're the one <laughs> I know very well. Um, but yeah, I also, um, I'm always happy to um, send booklets to people if they like DM me on Twitter or um, mm -hmm. my my kind of like work face, public facing email is um, in my Twitter bio and on my website. Uh, yeah. It's very easy to find. And there has yet to be a rush. So I'm comfortable saying that I will happily send one to anyone who requests one. Uh, I like it. I'll let you know if that becomes like unsustainable, but I don't see that happening. <laughs> so uh, Antho Girl says the switch thing may or may not be written on a post-it on my desk and my coworkers are confused. <laughs> also the, the comment about chicken blood on dicks, that was... We got to get to the whole contraception thing in a little bit here, but yeah, there's a, there's, I, I worked in a contraception. I should, okay. It wasn't just a medical museum is actually a medical, a museum of historical contraception. So I look forward to us having those conversations here in a little while. Um, let's see here. Who else? David, you, you might have to help me out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, come on, peculiars. This is your chance to ask. I know, great, and great I might have been any of your sultry and sexy <laughs> questions. I mean, we could turn this into Peculiar Book Club after dark if we need to. And the girls like lit some candles, just went to town till the completion of the masturbation chapter. <laughs> Love it. Um, Mike says, sometimes teachers have to write 504 plans for students who are self-soothers in the masturbatory sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I can see that happening. Presence, unique challenges in a high school classroom. I bet. Uh, that's Mike Breen asking that question. Kristen says, I've got another question. I'm not sure I knew before that chastity belts were probably fake. Was that something you were surprised by? So this was... Um, trying to figure out where to start the answer to this. So the reason I have a podcast that's about surprising weird facts through history is that there are a lot of things that I just have rattling around in my head that I'm like, everybody knows that. And then people at work would be like, no, <laughs> people don't. 
And um, yeah, it is my Miles from Boston. Hi, Miles. And Paige as well. Um, and Paige. Um, and uh, I... So I have a lot of random information rattling on my head. This is this is something I've been known for since childhood, for better and for worse. Um, useful information sometimes, uh, but a lot of information, absolutely. And uh, chastity belts was definitely something that I like. I had learned at some point that they were probably fake, and then I had like not pursued that further. It had gotten tucked away. So I was aware that right our our like mainstream narrative of what a chastity belt was mm -hmm. was fake um definitely the details of sort of why it seems that that falsehood arose and mm -hmm. sort of um the the like particulars of like how <laughs> very not real they were that that was new to me um but it wasn't totally surprising because i was mm -hmm. like i i knew at, at minimum that like that whole like made Marion in uh, <laughs> Robin and men in tight scenario tight. had not key. occurred. The perfect size. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I was pleasantly surprised that it was yet another example of, you know, sort of our, um, our really deep seated, desire to like dunk on our recent predecessors and yeah. be like yeah. we have evolved <laughs> you know what they used to do 100 years ago um which ended up of course being like a huge meta narrative of the book so i was um pleasantly surprised that like chastity belts kind of just fit into that whole thing <laughs> like a key almost you know <laughs> it's not though as the sheriff says it's not the size it's how you use it um you know it's funny because uh, of course i'm an 18th century scholar who then accidentally kind of ended up being a victorian scholar too and the victorians are always like you know we think of the victorians as being very prudish and and part of this is because they were they were referring back to the 18th the 18th century was like a barroom brawl that lasted for a hundred years i mean they were just yeah. sexing everyone <laughs> all the time and men wore dress tights and it was you think about it you got a bunch of guys walking around with very tight tights and wigs i mean it was and heels it was a whole thing it was like basically a drag queen's dream and then now you want to make the same. We're men. We're men in tight. And Blinken. I we should now we should just I I'm, I'm gonna have to watch that movie again now. Um <laughs> but, but the Victorians were actually not that prudish either. It was just like they they had this veneer of like, well, you know, we don't do those things behind the sheets. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> Yeah, and the Victorian era comes up on the weirdest thing I learned this week all the time um, because it really was this like this like um, society wide adolescence in in Europe and America where people were like, it, "What if there's no God? What happens when you die? There's electricity now. I'm very confused." <laughs> and people just believed weird stuff, did weird stuff. But yeah, there was that veneer of repression because they mm -hmm. were like, we do mm -hmm. those things privately. But they did a lot of things privately. They did a lot. Yeah, they did a lot of things. <laughs> they did some of them publicly, like genital massage to cure hysteria, which I think is hilarious. You can't tell me that some of the women weren't like, no, I, yeah, I need to go to the doctor right now and knew exactly what they were up to. <laughs> 
Oh, I got another question here. Uh, Leanne asked, tell us about your podcast. I'm a fan of your podcast. Not everyone's going to know that you have a podcast. Rachel Feltman's podcast is... The weirdest thing I learned this week. Um, it is a podcast by Popular Science. Um, even though I'm no longer with PopSci full-time, I still host the podcast, and the podcast is going to continue going for as long as they let me do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, so fortnightly during a season, we um, get together, and it's me and two other co-hosts, which it rotates. Um, lately, it's pretty typical for one of those co-hosts to be a guest. Maybe even in the future, the near future, someone familiar to all of y'all, perhaps. Um, and then we just each share some kind of like fact or story um, that is weird, surprising, scary, hilarious. Um, usually it's like, you know, broadly speaking about health or science, but like, mm -hmm. you know, broadly speaking, <laughs> we've, we've been around for a few seasons, yeah. so we're not, we're not too picky. Um, and we just like, I don't know, it's been described by some fans as like, you know, it's like hanging out with your nerdiest friends and drinking some wine and just listening to them, like talk about their hyperfixation in a really funny way. <laughs> and, um, sounds familiar probably to all of us. <laughs> It might be yeah. what we're doing, but with video. <laughs> it's just a video version. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I I love doing it, and um, we we have a lot of loyal weirdos. Um, and yeah, a lot of a lot of the. If you liked the book, you will like the podcast. They're very much both just like. Me. It's it's a it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. And it and it's also because I, we can hear your voice and your cadence and everything and it's really wonderful. So um we can you know we'll we can put that in the chat links maybe, but it's really great. Um if you're a peculiar fan of our show, you're going to like that podcast. Let me just I'll just throw that out there. You should just there's a lot of crossover here. Um another question comes from Paige actually. She says, What's a favorite story that didn't make it into the book? Which I know we kind of sideways asked that question earlier, but this is a little different. Do you have something that you're like, oh Damn, cutting room floor <laughs> drama. Well, honestly, like about once a week, I either come across something new or remember something <laughs> that I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> that should have gone in the book. Um, Sequel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also, I'm probably, I'm probably starting a newsletter soon um, that at least to start out is basically going to be cutting room floor stuff nice. from the book so just kind of continuing on the theme of like weird sex stuff from the natural world and from history um if i was gonna pick one thing that i was like really annoyed with myself that i didn't include it um i definitely intended to have some stuff about um like queer vikings and oh. then that was like in some of the even in some of the like um, press copy for the book because I was like at the time that the marketing team like asked me to write down interesting stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm reading about Vikings today. I cannot remember what I was going to say about Vikings in the book. So um, keep an eye on my picture because uh, soon I'm going to be starting a newsletter and when I figure out what exactly I was going to say about gay Vikings, it'll be in there. When when you um so as soon as you have it yeah i was just going to say let us know i will put it in i will put your newsletter in my newsletter <laughs> so Amazing. people are following my Amazing. yeah right like we'll we'll get this handled we'll make sure that this happens <laughs> um 
And uh, Inez Lindsay actually asked a question too, which I uh, sort of related. So a whole, we did a whole radium thing last, last, last time, uh, last year. And it says before Viagra radium was used to help men, does your book cover any of the male issues? And I, and I know that it does, but I was wondering like, Penis is working was mostly what we talked about in the book. Right. <laughs> but there's still this sort of penis is not working issue. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, um, in I have a whole chapter really about sort of um, our attempts to control desire and yeah. uh, fecundity. <laughs> and <laughs> most of the research on that and writing on that historically has been focused on um, people with penises go figure yeah. mm. <laughs> um, that's how that is how history works but so um there's a lot in the book about people trying to create erections failing to create erections um of course some really comical stuff from history i mean one thing that stands out um in my memory is sorry the um <laughs> there was a general thing in in ancient rome and i think in ancient Greece too. So much crossover with the medical practice um, right. in, in, in those yeah. eras. Um, but like about wind and pneuma and like, mm. like literally like your, the heat of your body and the, the wind of your body. And um, there were definitely some scholars who thought that um, creating more wind would help you, you know, be more potent and get an erection ah. so they would tell you to eat like food that made you kind of hot and farty <laughs> they were like cabbage <laughs> beans <laughs> oh god you know, it was like little air pubs like, <laughs> you're like well um, i'm definitely potent but maybe not in the way you thought <laughs> yeah um which is like uh charming to me because it's one of those things where it's like listen I get it. I understand <laughs> why you thought that was how it worked. <laughs> Clearly, something was going in there that gave it oh, God. rigidity. Yeah. Um, the answer is what? Of course, we know right, now. But right. there was a no, time when they thought about, maybe it was air. about the airplane movie where they have to <laughs> blow up the. <laughs> Never mind. There's a lot of, we've got a lot of references. We've got the Robin Hood men in tights. We've got a lot of references happening today uh, to pop culture. Um, <laughs> um oh my gosh i there's so much going on now okay we we said ask questions y'all did um kristen says my husband totally did not believe the urology conference story <laughs> and <laughs> yelled at me to stop talking mid-story when we reached the coffee drive-through window last night where did you find it <laughs> and you'll um, have to give just a little preview of what the story is for folks who haven't read it yet yeah so um the man who um excuse me giles brindley who kind of created the first real um, medical intervention for erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. um, which was injectable. Right. This was before Viagra. Um, but it was it, at in that, like, you know, modern medicine era, it was very much considered a mental issue, and mental issues were not um, talked about very seriously. So mm -hmm. not only did they not think it was a physiological problem, but that meant that like, it was something you should be kind of embarrassed about. And it meant you were just like a weak man. Um, and of course, erectile dysfunction is incredibly common. So a lot of the people sure. who were probably saying some of these disparaging things about erectile dysfunction had it and were just like, not, not yeah, right. me. <laughs> I have such powerful, strong erections. <laughs> 
Um, and he was really one of the first researchers to be like, this is a physical problem and mm -hmm. we can find um, a physical solution. And um, yeah, there's still injectable treatments for erectile dysfunction. It's <laughs> li listen, Viagra works really well and sometimes it's not enough. Um, yep. But anyway, yep. there you go. he uh, very famously, and there are some people who say this, this didn't happen, but um, there is at least one account of it in the British Medical Journal, uh, which is good enough for me. Um, he uh, was at a conference and he was displaying his findings um, on his self-experimentation um, in inducing erections uh, with um, injectable substances. Uh -huh. And um, he, <laughs> according to this account True. in the British Medical Journal, he intended to like show off his erection um, through like a thin pair of track pants. And it was important that it be in person because he had photos in a slideshow, but he was like, there could have been a fluffer. I understand. <laughs> you might think that I'm making this up, but like obviously right. no one is aroused by giving a talk at a urology conference, which I'm like, someone is, Giles. Um, but he wasn't, I don't think. Um, so he meant to like turn to the side and show off his erection in his track pants. And then according to some sources, uh, it was not sufficiently visible. And so perhaps at the request of his colleagues, he pulled his pants down. So I want to be very clear that like one of the things we don't know is that it's totally possible that this was like a very consensual <laughs> dropping of trout. That is unknown. Um, hmm. And yeah, people, uh, <laughs> how did for I science, find this? You know, I mean, um, it's just keeping your junk out for science. That's yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> uh, but the short answer to how did I find this is that it is like an infamous legend um, in the history of medicine because Euro <laughs> Eurodynamic <laughs> conferences are not exactly known for um, thrilling, shocking events. Right, um, right. So people have talked about this for decades to come. This um, is too good. How exactly what happened, like, we'll, we'll never know. But there, we'll like I said, know. there is that, there's a paper in the British Medical Journal that where someone is like, I have tried to wrangle all of the accounts of this evening, <laughs> which thank, thank God. <laughs> I think I think the moral of the story is Rachel has the greatest search history of anybody in the world. I think that's yeah, yeah. I mean, my well, yeah. Yours is going to be like better and more fun. Mine is going to get me arrested someday. Is what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> like Brady's trying to take someone's heads off or something and transplant them onto other heads or bodies. And I understand what Kristen is saying because there were definitely times where I was listening to the audiobook and we we pulled up to meet my in-laws for a hike and, and my wife was like, let's let's mute the book. Let's let's pause the book before we before we get there. Totally fair. The yeah. hardest thing to Google, honestly, was when I was trying to find more stuff about like um early um early photo and video porn, like at the beginning of those technologies, because when you search erotica or porn with any keyword, right, what will come up right. is just erotica or porn about that about thing. The, yeah. So I had right. to get very creative to try to find some actual, like, academic <laughs> um, Girl says, your search history might that. get you arrested, too, but it will be a very different task force. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I run into this some my, myself, though, for different reasons. I was trying to look up Toxic Sushi, which is apparently a band. And so it was very difficult to find out about toxins oh. and sushi. But it's not as much fun, <laughs> though, as looking at porn, I think. Um, I can't believe we're already at the midpoint of the show. We're We're ready for a musical break. And so you guys... There's so much more, and we have to get back and talk about crocodile dung because I had some in a small vial, and and we need to talk about that a lot. Um, so that's that's got to happen. We've got a couple other people here. Mike Breen says, "Pro tip: If you want to do online shopping with Dick Sporting Goods, you might need to type the whole name." I bet that is probably true. Stephanie says, "Last laughing her ass off." Um, okay, so we're gonna take a quick break for, as Leanne points out. Some banjo. That's Yay. right. This is one of our yeah. This is a one of the the new bands that uh, we have had coming on to do musical numbers with us. This is Curtis Eller. Um, I've been putting some of his shows. He's on tour right now. I've been putting them up on our website as well. So without further ado, a musical interlude. Hello, peculiar people. My name is Curtis Eller. I'm going to be your banjo player for the next couple of minutes. I want to sing you a song about a guy named Busby Berkeley. If you don't know who Busby Berkeley was, I'll tell you. He was a choreographer. And in Hollywood, back in the 1930s, Busby Berkeley gave us that wonderful moment where the showgirls are doing their thing up on the stage and the camera hands back, and glides over the audience, drifts up to the ceiling and looks down. And all of those dancers have created a beautiful, symmetrical, kaleidoscopic pinwheel pattern with their beautiful blonde legs and their cold, dead eyes. It's a moment that always fills my heart with joy. And if you're anything like me, and you suffer from a debilitating fear of death, my advice to you is to put a Busby Berkeley film on, fast forward, straight to the dance sequence, and I promise, within two minutes, you're going to feel right as Roosevelt. I do not have to worry. Because I know what's in store When the angels crowd around And cast their shadow On my door And there will be no sorrow When they call the final dance I don't mind Because I made arrangements in advance. I left instructions for my funeral with the camera crew. I take me down to MGM. They'll know what to do. Tell these Hollywood angels the time has come to gather round. And there will be no sweeter sound I want. Marlena Dietrich singing Lily Marlene When they send me down to the front line And if it's got to rain, well I want Gene Kelly dancing So I can rise above my fear And look, the gang's all here That's coming 
wash away my blue For Esther Williams drinking champagne by the swimming pool Hey, that's Rudy Valley singing in that sweet baritone Somebody get on the phone and get me Hardball marks up on the bandstand I need a Hollywood miracle A brand new show A Buzzbeat Berkeley funeral Don't you know I want a Buzzbeat Berkeley funeral So these blonde-haired angels see just how it roll Swing down Hollywood and save my soul Call out the chorus girls to dig that hole I want a Buzzbeat Berkeley funeral when I go Shining down on me and sweet black and white. Crank up the camera and let Sam Goldwyn know. Well, it's time for me to go. Ooh. When this old heart grows weak and slow, I kill the house lights and hit me with that celluloid glow. spend together and I hope that this advice does you a little bit of good. See you next time. <laughs> so that's just one of the things we have on offer here at the Peculiar Book Club is a little, you know, a little a little time, a little music, a little something uh, on the way on the way through the book land that we have. It's not the only thing we do, though, that's special, Rachel. We have something just for you. Ooh. And it's all, oh yeah, it, and, and time is spent in deep research uh, on the part of Davey. <laughs> Producer Davey spends hours with this particular, and, and we all love him for it, but the really exciting thing is, you're not on your own. You're going to have some help. Davey, what do we have for Rachel today? It's time for the quiz. And uh, boy, I got to say that banjo song. I believe the kids would say that's a banger. 
Uh, that was that really took off there, didn't it? <laughs> um, Leanne's gonna go see him. Um, first of all, Amanda says she hopes Haley Haley Campbell, who is on our show, uh, watches this one. Um, he's actually gonna be the Mid Atlantic weekend uh, this this weekend, and Leanne's going, so um, that's kind of fun. But tis quiz time. It slaps, right? Amanda says it slaps. It Amanda Johnson. Um, all right, so oh, Chloe, Chloe stepped in to just confirm. Yes, we call them bangers. <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. So, Rachel, I told you before we started that I went into your book with maybe the wrong uh, attitude or the wrong expectations. I was expecting a little more erotic fantasy and had to very quickly switch my focus to, no, we're talking the science a little bit here, too. Because, of course, it's a peculiar book club. We're going to get into science and all those things. So um, you did at the end, though. You did You did bring sexy back. And... Uh, <laughs> We got into all sorts of things, including a little conversation about pornography. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just noticed that in your book, you, you might have skipped over. You, you kind of talked about the old classic films and home video. And then you went right to the Internet. And I feel like you left a very important uh, part out. So uh, we're talking about those 90s premium cable channels. This is a quiz all about Max After Dark. <laughs> so we're gonna see uh if you can guess the name of some of the hit max after dark uh now my internet search history is a little funny so uh we'll see if you can guess the names of these dramas so this erotic anthology drama series involved episodes where guest stars would rent the beach house in a fictional seaside resort called was it a sultry sands b passion cove or C, Arousing Shores? Hmm. I'm quite stuck between A and B. Peculiar, my can first, you help her out? My initial instinct was B, but I'm like, TV does love alliteration, but Passion Cove <laughs> sounds more familiar to me. Then again, I'm going to go with B. I'm going to go with B. That was All my... Right. She's going with B. And the answer is, it turns out that Davey loves alliteration, but Cinemax loves Passion Cove. Oh, we Ooh. had a lot of bees. It just took a second for it to co- for, for you guys to catch up. But look at all those bees. <laughs> <laughs> Passion, Cove. Oh, Passion Cove. A classic, of course. We all remember Passion Cove. Um, I, I'm gonna be, I, I don't I'll know. I think look. I was like five, but it did, it did ring a bell. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was a teenager at this time. I, I may, I may remember a few of these. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with it. All right, this erotic anthology series centered on callers to a fictional radio show recounting their sexual exploits. Was it A, the hotline, B, risque radio? Or C, tantalizing talk. I alliteration things in here again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's hotline. Though again, risky radio like feels plausible. Risky, you would listen to some risky radio, wouldn't you? That would be. (laughs) I would listen to some risky. I would call it, but I think it was called hotline. (laughs) A lot of A's in the chat. Yeah, Amanda, I'll say A. I think the takeaway here is that. Producers in the 90s were bad at naming their <laughs> content, but I think it was A. Hotline. The answer is Hotline. You are correct. <laughs> All right. And question Get number three. Now I got a little tough on question number three. This Uh-oh. softcore anthology show, by the way, this is the way they, well, this is the way Wikipedia describes them. So <laughs> this softcore anthology show 
was formatted around a hotel proprietor reading letters from former guests talking about their adventures falling in love at the hotel. Yes, they claim falling in love. I would say falling into something else. <laughs> I will note that there were two proprietors, <laughs> one for season one and a different proprietor for season two. Who was it? Yeah, this one, the first was it a two, Hotel I was Euphoria, like... Hotel Ecstasy, or Hotel Erotica? Hmm. This one is tough because the first two, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've heard of these before. This one, I'm like, I have definitely. Stephanie Smith says C, and she's been on. I gotta say, Stephanie's been on okay, fire. Today. I trust. I trust the chat. So let's go with me. <laughs> the peculiar are they really? This was maybe too deep of a cut for a time, uh, for an era when I was like six years old for me to know. But I think C. Well, Hotel Erotica, you are correct. You peculiars are on it today. Kristen, Amanda, Stephanie, Silvery Blue Queen. Y'all are here. Am am I the only one that flipped across these channels as a teenager? I think some of you flipped across Cinemax once or twice. There There was also Real Sex on HBO. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I would yeah. never have dared. <laughs> I was yes, too busy. Yes. I was too busy reading fan fiction. Silk stockings. <laughs> I really wanted the silk stockings question. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Great job, Rachel. Oh, God. That's great. Um, you know, it's really funny because um, I didn't know this, but my brother, so we lived out in the middle of nowhere, and I mean nowhere. And uh, my brother, who is awesome and great, and I love him. He um he wanted to watch these shows, but all we have is this big satellite dish, and you had to like manually turn it. So it's like <laughs> midwinter, and he's outside like with a wrench, like please. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. I, that's amazing. I, I will tell you the desperation of teenage boys. We were on a school trip at a hotel in Toronto where the adult channel was almost blocked. Someone figured out on the trip that if you went from like channel 36 down to channel 34, it was on channel 35 and it would skip over that channel. So you would see it for a second. <laughs> and every boy on the class trip knew it back and forth. Yeah, every boy knew. That's how desperate teenage boys were. I mean, listen, I learned how to um, clear not the entire search history, but individual page search history on Internet Explorer because of fanfiction.net like yeah ah, fan i think life I mean, finds a way you probably could have done a whole chapter about the invention of the incognito tab that probably oh gosh, absolutely changed sure. things yeah kids today don't know how the good they have it so we have i was in there back. clicking boxes to be like i wasn't reading teen titans porn absolutely not <laughs> No. What I read, the Teen Titans stuff I read was extremely tame. It was PG thirteen at best, but oh yeah, still, I, there's some I good good fiction out there. Just so you know, just say, um, Christopher Messon says while we're laughing, Henry James and farts <laughs> because right, like he's got all these yeah okay James Joyce, you, oh, James you, Joyce, yeah, Joyce, Joyce even worse. Yes, that's well, oh Irish, yeah. There would be a lot of cabbage. Maybe probably. also Henry James. That I I, I did. I did have a question about James Joyce, though, because oh, yes. his, in his flowery language, he he talked about farts that only she could produce. And I, I thought maybe was it misinterpreted? Was it another bodily function that he enjoyed? No, 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 no. Farts? OK. Yeah, no, he was, he was literally farts? talking okay. about about screwing farts out of her. Um, <laughs> but. Again, like literature is not interesting. They don't realize the classics <laughs> have some hidden gems in there. Totally yeah, there. I mean, and James Joyce, 
he was like, I would know the fart of my dear Nora out of a crowd of farts in a room. Um, they're not like other women's farts. I really listen, it seems like they had a, a really wonderful, healthy relationship. Um, and it's just he just happened to be James Joyce. So when he wrote about how much he liked her farts, it was James Joyce writing like James Joyce about his wife's farts. Um, so really you know, just a, you know. I, you know, I got to say, like. A gift, um, a gift to the universe. There are dangers in being married to a writer, I will say. Uh, Mark knows this because, um, you know. Like, you never know what I'm like, huh, that'll be good in a chapter. Like, you know, you just never know what's going to appear there. And then later they're like, wait, is this about? I'm like, no, I just, can't, you know, it's a verisimilitude issue. Um, but yes, I can see that as being a problem, being married to, well, I think being married to a, you know, writer is dangerous anyway. But James Joyce in particular, uh, and probably Henry James for that matter. I do see people in the chat saying like, but was it a queef? But he talks about like, he talks about the particulars in a way that make me think he's really talking about that the the that kind of fart, a capital yeah, F fart. He probably he loved her queefs too. Ones. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Air but coming no, out. No, no. He, you know, right? It's a Greek and Roman he idea. Describes, he's talking about gas. He's talking about <laughs> gas. It's like I fed my lover beans. <laughs> And cabbage. I would not be surprised oh. if there's a letter about that. So probably somewhere there's got to be. So anyway, those of you who don't get interested in historical literature, I just got to say there's some there's some nuggets that you might well hopefully not literal ones. But then again, you know the fart's got to come from somewhere. So um, I do want us to talk because I, I, we have to talk about crocodile dung suppositories. This is a thing that we have to mention. Okay, so mm -hmm. for a moment, y'all have any you know burning questions about? historical contraception because we have answers <laughs> this is you've come to the right place you have you have <laughs> there's there's still stuck on farts over here there's a lot of fart happening over here <laughs> did any of the did any of the historic contraception like make sense to you a little bit like did you at any moments you're like well I, I get where they were at well the crocodile dung actually that as i was writing about it i was like no this makes sense because um for folks who you know have not um have not gotten to this part of the book perhaps um or who glazed over it um crocodile uh, dung is one of the most ancient contraceptives we have or is an ingredient in some of the most ancient uh, recipes for contraceptions that we have on the record um, from ancient Egypt. And um, it's all part of this very long history of um, something that is being molded to block the cervix, mm -hmm. um, which makes sense because um, if sperm gets in the cervix, you're out of luck. That's Nothing right. can't. That's a, the doodle that can't be undid, as I said in the movie, you know. Um, and a lot of like pre-modern contraceptive efforts ignored that fact. We're about kind of trying to undo the act once it once it happened. Right. And so the the more effective ones we see in history are are the ones that had that physical block. And then the the most effective ones also incorporate something that changes the pH of mm -hmm. um, you know the vaginal and cervical microbiome because right. um, sperm need a very they're very picky <laughs> they they're very fussy. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's modern contraception that um, relies on just like changing that right. environment enough That's to right. make sperm do so well. Yeah. yeah. And so I like- mean, girl wants to know how they collected it. Kristen wants to know how fresh it needed to be. Oh. Amanda <laughs> wants to know why they're not selling it now in capsules. <laughs> Listen. That's a great, all great questions. Um, I do not have any information on how they harvested the dung for this particular use. Um, I definitely, it seems like it was kind of like dried in the sun first. It was like definitely, it wasn't like super fresh. It was like right, right. tasty, a little, um, you know, a little, a little less visceral, a little sterilized by the sunlight. But then it also was often mixed with honey, which we now know is a, a very, um, very effective antimicrobial and um, often uh, grounded acacia leaves, which we know produce lactic acid, which is a, a really effective spermicide. So like, just I was it. actually, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, like looking at it, I didn't kind of, there wasn't any like one paper I read that was like, yeah, this probably worked, but I was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well you know, um, and they, uh, by the way, for those of you who might not, like, this wasn't just something, you didn't take this orally. This, this went no, inside. No, 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 it was a hot I can't tell Amanda Johnson that I tried Googling to see if you could buy crocodile dung and nothing came up on Google shopping, which is a good thing, which is a good <laughs> thing. It is really hard good. to buy. There are yeah, definitely, fine. I mean, um, so Fexi, which is one of the most recently approved like new contraceptive options is essentially um a a gel that you use uh like a couple hours before intercourse yeah. and it changes the ph of that whole ecosystem um so we have kind of circled back around to that being um you know you'll see ads for it actually um i forget her name but the actress from schitt's creek <laughs> does the ads for it and it's very like no hormones in this vagina like we're all natural oh, nice. so i i do like to think about like how close mm. are we to someone being like someone actually just put on here can you imagine the actual like uh the the commercials we would have for crocodile dung <laughs> suppository, you know, um, and in in uh, where'd she go? Inez was just saying that right. They they worshipped crocodiles and they feared crocodiles, and so it was also like. kind of like you know. But what? So my favorite thing. So th we had we had crocodile dung suppositories at the museum. No, I don't know where they came from. <laughs> I don't know if they were real crocodile. I don't know. We had some. It's hard for me to know for sure. No one would tell me where they came from. <laughs> just a little mystique surrounding it, but. Um, you know, there's so many things going on there. Like for one, I'm not sure, like, I would think that would not necessarily improve your love life. I would worry that it would give you a yeast infection. At the same time, if you have people who think farts are sexy, I mean, God knows, like for all we know is an aphrodisiac. <laughs> totally. Well, and it was, you know, the, the recipes that involved honey and like mm -hmm. botanicals, I was like, this is starting to sound plausible to me as something that people could actually incorporate in their sex lives. Like, I think it was probably not literally like, and you shove the poop up there and that's it. <laughs> one, it one step. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. I think that it was probably a little <laughs> Well, some of my favorite though, and I, I was waiting for it, but you didn't have the weasel testicles and that is one of my favorites. So, so we have to talk about 
We have to talk about some of the other weird ones that you came out that you yeah. knew would not work. Um, I know that cutting off weasel testicles and taping them to your thigh is not, I mean, it will work on the weasel. Weasel do will not have to- Do you know, though? Do you? <laughs> do you know? You gotta, I didn't actually give it a try. You're right. I feel bad for the weasel. The weasel's like, well, I'm done. No more babies here. I mean, it might. Silver, it, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, just it might keep sex from happening. I, <laughs> there were definitely a couple of contraceptive methods that I talked about in the book uh, where I was like, well, you know, if every time you have sex with someone, you start to violently sneeze and do jumping jacks immediately after, like maybe you won't have that much sex. So. Did you, try, did you try the, the leap? The Did you hold your ankles and try to kick your butt? <laughs> <laughs> just to see if it could be done can't say well i have done a lot of butt kicks because i did roller derby for a time very badly so um and uh i have done i have done exercises for roller derby that were i think functionally a lacrimonial <laughs> leap um and listen i didn't get pregnant so there you go you know we all know how promiscuous are you, by chance, are you a Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon fan? Because we have a question about something going on in the show right now. Oh, where does that at? I totally I'm, missed it. I mean, I haven't been watching screen. House of Dragon, but I did read. Oh, um, Tansy T comes up in Game of Thrones. I assume it's also with the East and House of Dragon. Like a morning after tea? Yeah. So Blue Tansy is, um, uh, it can induce a late period or even, um, uh, and an early uh, abortion. Um, you know, I talk about herbal methods in the book uh, a bit because there are some that um, it's very clear that they they were used effectively um, or are mm -hmm. still used effectively in, in different parts of the world. And the difficulty is honestly in how poorly they've been studied and how um, unregulated they are. Right. So what I see in the book is very much not like, don't use herbal remedies and more like, don't try herbal remedies if you don't have like access to someone who has like that <laughs> traditional oral history or is a trained right. herbalist. Um, but like the 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 potency of of herbal contraceptive and abortifacient options is like very real and blue tansy um yeah. is often an ingredient in mm -hmm. in an herbal um pennyroyal and suavine are both mm -hmm. used to and the problem is dosing because if you get the dose wrong it can make you violently yeah Ill. liver toxicity is a real concern <laughs> um so again it's like it's not that they were, I think sometimes they're lumped in with that sort of like, oh, old tiny, they thought anything would keep them from getting pregnant. And it's, that's not the yeah, case. Like uh, a lot of these mm -hmm. things can be very effective. Um, it's just that like, you do have to know what you're doing just because they're natural doesn't mean they can't um, absolutely send you into liver failure. So right. um, important not to be casual about that kind of thing. Right. I'm glad then that that wasn't the peculiar cocktail for the week. That no, was something else. No, no moon tea for us today. <laughs> My favorite is that we had um, some historical um, like advertisements, and the advertisements kill me because they're like, you know, uh, good for getting rid of blockages to your period. So if there's something keeping you from having a period you should take this you know and it's just all the language around it is yeah. um, is really marital hygiene you know yeah, yeah, you gotta clean one. that uterus right out 
Um, everybody knew what that meant, but it is really funny Amanda, to look back. Amanda on. Johnson asked, uh, were the animal testicle implants in there? I only just made it past halfway, but my favorite is Kristen answers yes, both slivers and nuts. <laughs> yeah, we had both the total crack, like he wasn't even trying to pretend he was actually implanting a testicle. And the guy who very earnestly tried to implant testicles. Um both failed, but one of them believed in what he was doing and the other one probably didn't. And that does make a difference for me, you know? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm from my, the book that I'm researching next, so, which will come out in the future when I I'm very excited about writing. That. <laughs> Thank you. Um, intermediaries. But one of the things I do talk about is uh, uh, Charles Edward Sugard implanting himself with dog crushed dog testicles there's a recipe like gently crush dog testicles and then he would implant them in himself and then give yes, these like pop-up talks where he was like i am very virile <laughs> well and it's like when <laughs> you know when we're talking about like a, a a dilution of of the testicle going into the bloodstream or being injected in the testes you're like Maybe you got a little testosterone from that. Somewhere like, there, maybe, yeah. Could be. But yeah, uh, the whole just like nut transfer situation um, <laughs> definitely did not do that. So <laughs> humans are so weird. Here <laughs> <laughs> they are. Why do they have to be crushed? I don't know. You know what? It read like a recipe. Like I felt like I was preparing <laughs> some kind of dish. Everybody knows you don't mince testicles. A nice tepanade. Crush that whole thing. Um, we're running out of time, but Leanne has a question, which I actually had had too. I love the cover for this book. I love the fact that in the new one, Bill Nye has like signed the foot of the happy <laughs> boy guy. Um, so where, where did this come from? Um, great question. So uh, as some of you may know, authors really don't get any say in the cover of their books. I <laughs> uh, There was one conversation where I was like, think Monty Python, not like... Um, secret diary of a call girl like please don't put like a sexy pair of lips on this book and make people think that they're getting like a sexy sexy book um but uh this cover is by uh pete garso i think uh if i'm saying his name correctly and he's just like the best his covers are all the best um and you know they sent this to me and i was like this is absolutely perfect um i'm thrilled uh so i really can't take credit for it I'm sure there are some things I said to them that helped them zero in on, on this vibe. Um, one thing that has come up is that one boob, which I feel like is perfect, a perfect amount of boob for a book cover. Um, like I've tried to do some like promoted TikTok videos back oh, when I was God. really hustling uh, at the launch. And it would be like, there's a boob in this. <laughs> oh no. Maybe that's something my publisher should have thought of. But um yeah, it's just, it's also like coincidentally kind of my signature color. If I'm going for an accessory, it's usually this little kind of like mint green blue. Um, so listen, like I said, I can't take any credit. Um, I can't take credit for the blurbs because I got those with blood, sweat and tears. But um, that's the worst part of writing a book. If any author tells you otherwise, they're lying. <laughs> Your friends and colleagues and be like, I love you. You're great. So could you 
<laughs> could you please read my book and write something nice? Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> and also be like, but if you can't, it's totally fine. I'll be fine. It's I won't cry. Yeah. My pillow at night. It'll be yeah. totally okay. <laughs> well, I love it. I don't know if it comes from a painting. Um, I was actually like searching for it to see if it came from a painting. Because it's definitely it's a historical illustration of some sort. I don't know the title of the work, which is a great. I I really should have found that out at some point, but it hasn't come up. But I'll try yeah, to find that out. It. It is it is awesome. I love the fact that she's like riding him like a horse, but also she's got that jaunty little bow. They're yeah, just got the... <laughs> he's in a weird leaf crown. They're both wearing socks. Uh, they are both wearing socks, which the I thought socks was really come funny. up a lot. People socks, are often yeah. like, "What's with the socks?" And I'm like, you I know, I, I don't know. Strange, it was hundreds I of years. Morbid... When I was a small child, the one thing that freaked me—I don't know why—but the thing that freaked me out the most about the sex talk was I was like are you all the way naked or do people wear socks? And I was like really distraught because I thought socks would like blow the whole mood. And my mom was like, well, sometimes people wear socks. <laughs> and I was like, but then you'd be naked, but just with socks. Like I was I completely <laughs> part and it became the sock I love that. because I was so distraught about the socks. No socks. It's a silvery blue green. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to put a poll on the Facebook listen, page and listen, see. Listen, some people are sock people, some people are not sock people. You don't want to yuck anybody's yum. But um, I good. do agree that it's delightfully goofy that these people are wearing socks. And a, I like his face too. Like happy bow. joy boy. He's just having a good day. Yeah, they're having fun. <laughs> and then on the back, we've got one of the, the mocha sex pots, which I talk about in the book. Very right. explicit pottery from uh, right, right, a right. a um, Central American culture of of your really they like they they made listen a lot of porn in their ceramics so good for them <laughs> there's a love there's it now and the girl's like wait he's wearing socks I was so distracted by how happy she's <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're in a room full of Legos I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to say that they, they look like they're living their best life, um, which we have been living our best life this evening, having you on the show. Thank you so much for being part of our big, weird family. Um, it's been great to have you on. We have already gone past time again. This happens like every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But there is a Discord after party. So if you guys are like, oh, my God, no way. We're not done talking about sex and socks and crocodile dunk suppositories we have a discord after party you are welcome to go join that and take part and you know it's uh, yeah kristen says she got distracted by the boob and missed the stuff <laughs> so you know what maybe the boob is doing a job there you know maybe it's like <laughs> keeping us keeping us from from having a thing um so thank you all for for being here thank you davy thank you rachel thank all of you peculiars please uh come back we are having our next show is going to be the amazing awesome crazy halloween party where we give away candy and we'll be in costume and davy will be in costume yeah if you saw our last year's halloween uh episode we we bring it we don't mess around <laughs> when it comes to costumes i got something in the bag this year <laughs> you better bring it peculiars yeah, and and don't forget, you do have to send me your pictures, so you can't very well um, be in the uh, in the the costume contest if you don't send me your pictures. So I, I put that in the newsletter. Um, also, if it's your birthday month in October, we'll give you a shout out because it's my birthday month in October, the twenty fourth. Just so y'all know, I will actually I'm leaving the country tomorrow, and I'll be back on the twenty fourth. So there will be a slight hiatus of of brandiness, but I'm sure I'll be on Twitter. Um, and I can't wait to see you next time, joining us at a place where. If you're weird, your family. You got the blue bottle blue.
now. 